All right. Hey, Music Pro Daily family. Thanks as always for tuning in. If you're new to the show, Music Pro Daily is where professional music producers talk about the business side of their careers. And our mission is to make that stuff just way less taboo to talk about and do it in a way that is real and valuable to all of you. I'm your host, Daniel Grimmett, and this show is brought to you by my company, Dark Label Music. Dark Label is a private business support community specifically designed for professional music producers. Our community consists of esteemed individuals ranging from multi-platinum Grammy-nominated producers to renowned music YouTubers and music tech founders. Our main objective is to foster an environment where members can collaborate, support one another, and cultivate long-term careers while launching new business ventures that provide financial stability, creative freedom, and lifestyle flexibility. Check out darklabelmusic.com for more information about that. So today I've got a very neat episode for you all because you're going to get an opportunity here to be a fly on the wall during one of our sessions at Dark Label, led by multi-platinum producer Aaron Ferrucci. Aaron is one of the owners here at Dark Label. He's my partner, and his background has pretty much been 100% on the major label side. He got his first major label cut when he was only like 18 years old and has been in that world for close to a decade now. And in Dark Label, every other Tuesday, Aaron puts together a hangout session for our more established clientele where they work through real scenarios that they are dealing with in the industry. So enjoy the clip. Uh, starting around like last year, I got in touch with some A&R uh, people, um, just as like various, various like publishing companies and stuff. And um, got set up on like a handful of sessions. And like this year, I, I started talking with um, a new team and they've set me up on a couple like in-person and virtual sessions as well. Um, and I guess the pattern that I've been noticing is like, you know, the session will go well, like make a good connection with the artists and everything. Like everything is like totally fine. Um, but the songs themselves like never really kind of make it that far. Um, and so I know like somebody who like you, you've done like a, your fair share of like work, you know, with artists kind of more like operating as a collaborator, somebody who's like getting a cut in on stuff on the back end rather than like being paid, you know, like upfront. Um, I guess like, you know, how, how do you, um, navigate that in your business and like, where, where do you tend to like, um, you know, divide up your time? Like, is it a big part of what you do? Is it a smaller part of what you do? That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, let's jump in. So what's the lifespan you're currently giving these records? Like, what's the point where you say, oh, they haven't done anything? Um, so like, so like we'll have the initial session. Um, and then I might follow up like a couple weeks later, you know, with their team or just give give it a sec to like cool down, but like also like be like, hey, you know, would love to follow up, would love to plan something else, get with their management or with the AR or whatever. Um, and then we'll have a follow-up session. And after I think like maybe like a few months, it, it seems like I'm kind of the one driving, you know, the project rather than like the, the artists and their team, like they like the song, but it's, but they're like, oh, they're working on their album right now, or they're like, or they're touring right now. So it just seems like um, there's not a lot of like interest to keep moving forward, you know? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So are they most, are these mostly sessions with artists rather than kind of songwriters where you're building catalog? Yeah, this is all, all artists. Yeah, cool. Okay, so then a few things we can go over. So um, in the session itself, how direct do you be? How how kind of much homework are you doing before you go in? How much how do, you, do you know? Do you spend a lot of time before and at the start of the session really understanding what they want at the minute? Um, 
and getting a good feel for where they're at in their artist cycle and their release cycle? Um, it's it's definitely something we talk about when we get in the room. I try to I try to come in with at least one or two starts that I think are relevant to like the the stuff that they have out. Um, it's there's definitely like a conversation uh, at the beginning, kind of about like what they're focused on career wise and like what they're trying to do. Um, but I think like going into the session, like that's that's still it can be like a little ambiguous. Cool. So then that's, that's, I think that's the part to work on. So I would say I have two different opinions. If they're, if it's catalog and maybe they're songwriters too, and they're happy for other people to cut the records, that's a bit different. You're then you're building assets, right? And I've had songs get cut. Like my longest was five years after I created it. And that was crazy. And oh, it wow. did really well. Right. So my time span for, for records when I'm just creating assets and, and we have an understanding that cool, all this is being split equally. Like we're just coming together to create records. And then as our relationships develop, as we work with new artists, new writers, new producers, we're going to have new opportunities for these records. And it's important to work with like-minded people that understand that so that they're not just saying, oh, this song was done two years ago. It's, it's worthless kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. And then you'll find that you're just creating a bank of assets that you can then use, right? However, on the artist side, if it's a case of, oh, no, they don't want this to be available for anyone else. They just want it exclusively, but they don't like the record. They're not sure. It might make the album then it's then it's an interesting discussion it's like cool how big is the artist if they're huge then i know like for example the person that i share a studio with like he had one of drake's biggest songs and that come a year after he'd submitted the work and he heard nothing in between and then just got sent a dm and it's like okay at that level cool probably leave it when we're talking like earlier on middle of the rage just have more of a dialogue have a have a just make sure that your rapport with the artist is, is strong enough to be like hey like so what are what are your plans or a great way to talk about it is like really get into to details and what they want from their project or what they want right now. And is it you can kind of feel it out? Is it just, oh, they just need some singles to fulfill the label or they just need this or they just need that or they're trying to like find a sound? I mean, if you're in the find a sound, sound uh, stage, you could be in for a long one where that they're, they're going to be experimenting lots. Right. Um, and so then it's up to you how much time you want to devote to that process, because that's a process that any artist needs to go through. And you're kind of taking a 50-50 punt at that point. Do I want to have a chance of being a part of it, knowing that, cool, they're probably going to not want this record to go to anyone else, but maybe uh, it's likely not to get cut. That's your then your decision. How I structure my time is then a case of, okay, I make sure I've met my economics, whether that be through client work or artists that I'm developing or um, royalties I've come in and like, however I want to make it work, right? And then... I look at this stuff as my spec stuff is like kind of have fun stuff. Like, what do I want to be doing in terms of career goals? Who do I want to be working with? Like, why do I want to be working with? I'm not going to put myself in tons of spec sessions where I know it's very unlikely and I'm relying on them to make money, right? Because that doesn't make much sense. It's just going to give you loads of stress. So it's understanding that those spec sessions, if an artist is in a phase where they're just creating, it's kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the punt. If they're in a stage where okay, they've come to you and they say, cool, like this is the record I've got at the minute. These are a couple of records I'm thinking, I kind of want a record like this and I, I want something like this. Could could we get there? Then great, like really dial in and really make sure you're like honing in what they want. Um, and I also find it's helpful to like just check in in the days after the session rather than leaving it like a month or whatever um, and just try and keep a bit of buzz going. Um, even when that's mm -hmm. like your relationship with their team, with their management, um, it just helps because so much of things is like the decision between cut and not cut is often little things. And it's like the, the how the team feel about the song and this and that. Um, 
And so just, just to make sure that you have kind of a good relationship with their wider teams helpful as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. So I guess like, just to kind of clarify, basically you're saying like, you tend to prioritize the stuff that is like your core business. And then the spec stuff is, is kind of like a separate part of that, or you're not spending as much time on it or. I'm spending more time on it now than I was um, because okay. I choose to, um, mm-hmm. but, but equally a lot of it is I am in a position where maybe I've worked a lot with that label or uh, there's X relationships going on. So they understand that I, I have a deposit or this works or that works and it's slightly different, but then you still understand that any label is going to delay you six months after release and just not pay you. And then you'll chase them for a while. And then, Oh, one day they'll decide they want to pay you. Um, and so mm-hmm. it's just something you know, and that doesn't change at no matter the level, which is what I had to kind of be exposed to, to realize. And it's like, whether we're dealing with a song that's done like a billion and a half streams and Drake, and it's one of the biggest records of uh, like, biggest stream records ever statements will be late this will be late that will be late and it's just kind of okay so understanding that and then not letting that completely stress you too much understand that you've met your like base economics and then that this stuff is kind of just your what you're pursuing um at least that kind of balanced my stress okay for sure cool thank you i appreciate your uh your uh, perspective on that stuff for sure no worries